Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. One hour from now, 9 o'clock. Brad Spielberger will join us um, from Pro Football Focus to talk about this game, this matchup, Reed versus the Eagles, and how the Eagles slow down the great Patrick Holmes. That's coming up here in a little bit. But before we get back to the lines, I'm really curious where you come down on this. Are are you ready right now to consider the Eagles an all-time great NFL team, to put them in that in that mix with the best teams of all time. I am. Uh, I look at it and I say at 16 and one with Jalen Hurts, they've been nearly perfect with their starting quarterback. They just blew the doors off of two teams in the postseason. Um, you know, most sacks ever entering a Super Bowl, nine wins against other winning teams. I mean, that it's just a, it's a kind of profile of a team that is rare, and I think it is it's all time great. We'll talk about that, but we gotta get, we gotta throw these two things in there because you know. I mean, once in a while, you got to call out dopes, even if you like dopes. I mean, I, that, that's we do that at WIP all the time. We, we work with dopes. We call them out. It's okay. I mean, it's okay to call out a dope when, when you see one. So all the voices you hear have been guests on this show. I like them all. They all seem like nice guys. One I actually know, the two have just been guests, and we got to know each other on the air. But what, what do you think we should play first, the San Francisco guys or our, our New York friend? I don't know. I mean, the San Francisco guys seem more upset than, than the New York Maybe we are. Well, maybe we end with some levity after the San Francisco guys. Sorry. So, uh, Joe Shasky and Bonta Hill, both have been guests of the show. We had Joe on last week. They came to Philadelphia and wanted to experience Philadelphia and watch the game on Sunday. They came in. I was watching their videos over the weekend. They were enjoying themselves. They were going to get cheesesteaks. They were going around the town. And then the game happened. It was obviously a tough time for them. Uh, and they clearly didn't like the experience. Again, they wore their jerseys, they wore their gear into the stadium. And they heard it. Here were, here were uh, Joe and uh, Bonta this morning, 95-7, the game out in San Francisco, complaining about the treatment here. We're out here in Philadelphia live, and we've got our Niners gear on. And I got to say, these little fake gangsters out here in Philadelphia, I can't stand them. It is by far the worst fan base in the world, not even close, hands down, the smugness around this studio Unbelievable. here at 2400 Market Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And all these little losers out here, fans, fake gangsters. Philadelphia is now number one on my hit list. They're number one. They've catapulted the Seahawks. They've catapulted the Cowboys. They've catapulted the Raiders, the Rams. You name it, the Packers. The Philadelphia Eagles are public enemy number one for the rest of my life. All right, let's let's put that to the side because we're going to talk about that for the next 25 years of my radio broadcasting career. I will never forget some of the vile, heinous, low-life stuff that I saw. Eagle fans are the biggest scumbag low-lifes I've ever met in my they're, entire they're life. They're fake gangsters. It's not only just the guys. It's the women. B, the women may be worse. You put out a video yesterday because we had videos. I had to put the phone in my pocket because we literally had our head on a swivel. <laughs> Things were being thrown, dumped, poured. It was disgusting. Had And I'm being real. Our fan base showed so much pride. Yes. I am so proud of Niner yep. fans. I don't want to hear a yep. damn thing about Niner fans not no. being hardcore, it, diehard, real good, loyal, classy fans. No, you know, a couple of these people were talking and I would turn around and it'd be like, hey man, it's just a game. It's just a game. So you're 
of the puck. You want to call people the P word and you want to call them the F word. We were going to the bathroom. You you like jumped in front of me. Guy elbows me and then he just spits on me. I'm like, you got to be I looked at him like, come on, man. Dude, it, come it was, on, man. It was embarrassing. And come these on, little, man. These little people around here, WIP, talking their trash. Well, before WIP, little smug. Well, that's just how it is out here. It's no, they're the lowest of the lowest. Wow. They're the lowest. Wow. You oh. suck. Shut up. Get the hell out of here. I wonder who do we know who that was at the end? Because I think they were doing their show here Monday before they flew back. I'm not, that was someone here at the end yelling at them. Here's the bottom line: I don't condone spitting on anyone or, or you know pouring a beer on someone's head. But like, what do you expect? Like they came here, they wore their their their, uni- their jerseys. They almost called it uniforms, which was kind of silly if they're wearing pads. They wore their jerseys. They're cheering for their team. You're gonna get screamed at, and and I mean, can we stop being so sensitive about words? Like, let's take a deep breath here. As long as there weren't slurs, I mean, just take a deep breath on, on all that. So they're out there, or I guess they were here, complaining the other morning. I mean, what did they expect is my thing. I thought it was weird they kept calling us fake gangsters and then added us to a hit list, which is something that a fake gangster would very much do. I yeah. just, This isn't the first time this has happened where an opposing fan base comes here and says, well, there's no way it'll be bad. We're tougher than you guys. And then they show up, they see what actually happens, and then they leave and go, it's not fair, they're too mean. I mean, I lost all respect for Vikings fans about five years ago, and unfortunately, I felt the same for Niners fans. You just don't complain about it. Like, if, if you, I mean, if you enter the arena, you're going to have to expect what happens. It like, wasn't a surprise. Like, you knew this was going to happen. Again, I, I don't condone spinning on anyone. That, I mean, that, that, that person's an idiot that did that. Uh, I don't care who they root for. But, like... Th- Yelling and screaming and like that, yeah, being called bad words. What? How, how old are we here? Like, you, I think you have to expect that when you go into a road environment for an NFC Championship game. So they, those guys got to get over it. So that was that. Now we get some levity here. Now this guy is a dope. I say this affectionately because I know him. Um, Sean Morass. He's been a guest of the show. He works at uh, CBS Sports Radio and WFAN up in New York. Listen to this rant this guy goes on today, because so he's upset. I I guess or he. He thinks we're frauds because, you know, the videos went kind of viral of everyone celebrating. You know, people in the streets here in Philadelphia celebrating on Sunday night, which, you know what? I have no, uh, like, it doesn't bother me at all that anyone's out celebrating a big Eagles win. Now, like, I'm not at the point in my life where I'm not going out and celebrating in the streets. I'm old. I have kids. Like, I turned on the next game when the Eagles were done and I, I sat on my couch. Like, that's, but that's me. But, like, if you celebrated, you went to the game, and then you went out and celebrated throughout the city, great. I mean, it, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl for only a fourth time ever. But that obviously bothered this Giants fan, Sean Marash, up in New York. This week we learned they are the biggest fraud football fan base in the world. Come on, think about this. You win an NFC Championship game when you won a Super Bowl five years ago, and you're just going to take to the streets, slide down poles with Crisco, crash bus stops, high-five strangers in the street all night, and miss Burrow versus Mahomes? If you care that much about football, you watch Burrow versus Mahomes and see who you're going to play in the Super Bowl. I'm so tired. They're fake tough guys. All they care about is looking cool on TikTok and being all tough. They don't actually care about football, or you wouldn't miss Burrow versus Mahomes. Bunch of fraud losers. Hope they get their ass kicked next Sunday. So I'm not on TikTok. I don't know who looks tough on there, who doesn't. But like he, he has to realize most of those people doing that, I'd imagine, are in their like early 20s. Like That's what people do, and they celebrate. Yeah, I just and also he seemed really mad that we didn't watch Burrow versus Mahomes. That game didn't live up to the hype. That that wasn't two sharp shooters going back and forth. It was close. It was one on the last second field goal, but I sat there, I watched that game. I don't feel like I if I had missed it, I would have missed one of the greatest games we've ever seen. Also, 
you could have went home and still watched the end. I mean, that, what time did Burrow Mahomes end? 10 o'clock? Yeah, and also, like, we have two weeks. You want to watch who you're going to play in the Super Bowl? You got two weeks. NFL Network's been replaying it every four hours. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of bitter people out there. I think they're just jealous. Well, that's it. They're, they're upset that they're – I mean, the people we just played for you – they are fans of the two teams the Eagles knocked out. I mean, let's just, that, let's just call it for what it is. They are bitter. They are jealous. I mean, guys, just relax. Get over it. You can watch Burrow Mahomes, on, like Tucker said, on NFL Network. I, I saw it today when I walked in the studio. Ike was walking out, and I was walking in. There's Burrow on the TV from Sunday night. It's on all the time. And the other dopes, like, if you're going to go into a road stadium wearing your colors, you're going to get stuff said to you. Just deal with it. Or don't come. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones here. Let's talk to Matt in Pottstown. Hey, Matt. Hey, please, Joe. And, guys, allow me just one minute to address the two things you guys just hit mm-hmm. before I go off on what my real call is for, which I want to be so positive. But after hearing those two, two of the fakest guys with fake radio voices, I got to listen. Who listens to that all day out there? You, These two got the – I mean, the, the – they're going to argue about us and the fan base here. When you're out there in Candlestick and radio, radio, Raider fans getting shanked in the lobby, are you kidding me? Talk about fake. You know who keeps calling people fake tough guys? Guys that really are fake tough guys. Tough guys don't say nothing. But these guys want to have a, a, a perception and put out, try to put out a national perception about the Philadelphia fan base when they don't have a clue. The last guy that you played, I will agree with him on one thing. You do have most of those people out there in the street who don't know a first down from a foul shot. They're out there just with a party atmosphere, and I get that. But you can't hold that umbrella over this entire fan base. People like me and so many others that are so happy and are reveling in the way that our season is going. When you paint that brush, you, my friend, are fake, and you don't even you're, – you're just, you're just full of jealousy and hate, like you just said. Yeah, it's, just it, Matt, it, Matt, it's, it's dopey. No, that. I'm glad you said it. It's dopey. And, and you're right, like, and there's different people, right? Like, that, the, yeah. the, scene, the scene of people out there celebrating, like I said, like, they're probably younger people. Like, I, I wasn't out but, there. I'm at home. But, like, I don't care that people are celebrating. Both. Go for it. Yeah, you and me both. I'm watching it on – you know what? That's their thing. So what? Just it, It's not a great look, but you know what? It could be worse. Let, now, before I get to my point, because i got to get to this, because I, I tried to hit you up over the weekend right after it happened, but your, your guy earlier, Chuck, Chuck, go have another sip and go numb with the rest of your body. Anybody who sits here and talks about schedule and who we played and how bad they were and all this, if I can borrow it from the king, you're a stone-cold dope. This isn't high school. It's not college. The Eagles have absolutely nothing to do with their schedule. That is dictated by the league. You play with who's in front of you. So if we beat every team, that's great. What do you say? It's, it's just such an idiot argument. I hate it. It drives me up a wall. I want to be done with that negative because I want to get real positive now. Go for it. This, almost around this time last week, Joe, I know you take hundreds of phone calls. But do you remember I call you because I committed to your slot, and when you moved to the afternoon, I took my talents to, to you from, from the afternoon show. I said that a couple months ago. I called it. I said, who is the Niners' backup quarterback? And you looked it up, and when you guys go, you go, I think it's Journeyman Josh Johnson. I said, he is going to be a factor in that game. He's going to get in because just the way they do off of play action, the pressure that we put on, I said, he is going to stand in that pocket like a stooge and take some hits. I called it. My prediction was 31-17. The Niners couldn't even put up that extra 10 for me. But it was exactly as I played it, as I called it out. It was right there in front of me. I could see it. 
I don't agree with you that, that I think the Eagles are in the past to be one of the greatest, you know, the greatest teams and franchises ever. We're not there yet. We're having one of the greatest seasons in free agency history. Like, I'll go there. Yes, we are definitely having one of the all-time great seasons. But I don't think we're up there in that upper-tier echelon yet of some of those great teams. Going into the Super Bowl, again, I don't see it being an easy run. I think it is going to be a very competitive game. But I do think the Eagles are going to come out on top because of just some certain things. And it's not green goggles. I think this is a legitimate football facts. I think we're going to get good pressure on Mahomes. He's going to take hits like he's never taken all season long. He is going to do what he does because he's an amazing quarterback. He does not have the receivers that he's had in the past going into games like this. I think we have the talented people to do some things to, to, uh, to Travis Kelsey that other teams couldn't do, so I think we're going to lock him up a little bit. And the Chiefs have no running game of any respectful kind whatsoever. Conversely, I think we are going to pound the ball like old school grind down football we are going to run the ball down their throats until they scream no mots and then at the same time we're going to be dinking and dunking to aj brown and hitting dallas goddard i think offensively i'm not saying we're putting up a ton of points but i think we are going to control the clock and control the game and last thing when you talk about franchise and the greatness i think something that gets overlooked about howie and i've been hard on howie over the years as well you have to take into the account the dead years of Charles Kelly. He decimated this franchise. And when Howie came out of the out of the broom closet and was able to get back to his job, he basically took this from the from the barroom bottom floor and built us back up. So not only has he been a great GM for us over the last thirty years, he actually in my mind, he's done it twice because he literally had to reestablish us from the Charles Kelly era. Well he did and Matt, good call. I appreciate it. <clears throat> a lot there. I mean the best way I could just give Howie his props, as I believe he's going to the Hall of Fame one day. I mean, I, I think Howie Rosen will be a Hall of Fame executive for the work he's done here with the Eagles. As, as far as, um, you know, the, get the way this game expresses itself and if they run the ball, I, I think the Eagles can move the ball either way. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to have trouble moving the ball on the Chiefs the way they did on the Niners. I mean, that was a different kind of game. It, it was a, it was The Niners' defense is great. We knew that last week, and I did remember Matt's call. We were, and it's It's funny – um, I didn't think of it when it happened, but now that he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, he called it, that Josh Johnson would get in that game. I thought about it because when Josh Johnson came in, I remember looking up Josh Johnson's stats earlier in the week. Yeah, so, you know, you think about – I mean, I, I realized during that game there's a line for every team and a line for every coach. The Niners reached the line. Like, they won 13 games and then a playoff game, two playoff games, on three quarterbacks – do we call it the Brock Purdy line or is it the Josh Johnson line? You can, like you can only do so much like until this line. I think it's the Josh Johnson line. Yeah, you're like, fine until he comes in the game. Yeah, and it's not his fault. I mean, how, how how many teams could ever have four quarterbacks that could play? I mean, that's just no way it doesn't happen. I do wonder if the NFL is going to change the rule though that the emergency third quarterback rule, like to suit up another quarterback. I think so. Like I, I thought it was interesting after the game. Everyone talked about it was their, the worst game they've ever seen. It was boring, and if you were an objective person, yeah. it, it was. It was a terrible game. Right. But the Eagles don't care, right? Nick Sirianni and Hassan Reddick and Jonathan Gannon, they don't care that they had to play a four string quarterback. They don't care no. that they destroyed the the Forty ers offense and their offensive line throughout the game. They're there to dominate, and they did their job. Yeah, and if the NFL changed the rule, I mean, go for it. But the bottom line is the Eagles took advantage of a situation they created. I mean, they just they knocked Purdy out of the game. Like, he didn't fall down a flight of steps and buckle his knee. Like, they took him out. So good on them. It was their pass rush. Mike is the next. And hey, Mike. 
Joey, how are we? Mike, I'm doing well. How are you? Well, you know, I'm I'm comfortable, but I, I want to point out a couple things to play with me. Um, I know nobody cares, but a couple of the late-night comedians went after Philadelphia last night. The tourism viewers are happy. We don't care, but they did. And they were right. It was the poll and the bus. Who was it? Do you remember names? Name names here, Mike. Colbert Kimmel. Okay. If I had a guess, I was going to guess those two. They're good. Come yeah, on, no, news. they are good, of course. Come on. And secondly, Joey, here we are. Uh, I am, as you know, I call you from my bed. I'm snuggled up today in my uh, Flyer 75 pajamas. I, I took my mother to the doctor today. And please, Joe, I hope the uh, who the Eagles win so we can get new clothing. So what do you want? You want Chiefs Super Bowl clothing, Eagles clothing? What do you want? Just updated, Joe. Come on. Uh, I mean, when did the Eagles win? 2017? Come yes. on. We, we got to update. Well, well, you, but the, the, the NFC title stuff, is that now? Or are, you, or are you someone that waits for the Super Bowl? Or will you go shopping this week? That's the question. No, no, no. I'm not one of the one division thing. None of that crap. But NFC is not a division. I mean, that's a pretty big thing. Joey, I'm with you, but I'm with. I'm, okay. I go for the big. I go for. And finally, Joe. I have to say this. I tried to get in last night. There was uh, Utley. There was Kelsey. I don't care how all Petey sang. But when I was watching the the uh, the, uh, the whatever the platform mm-hmm. the other night with the, when Hertz sang, I went crazy. Wasn't that an awesome moment, Mike? It was my dude. It was, he, screw Utley. He just cursed. But at Kelsey, we all know Kelsey. I went crazy, Joe. I loved it so much. It was, you know what it was? And Mike, I always appreciate the phone call. I hope you get brand new clothes, sweatshirt, t-shirt, all that in a couple of weeks. There was something very real about it. I said it last night when we, we played it. We'll, we'll play it again here in a second. Like it almost was like singing happy birthday with your family. You're just like, people are off key. Most people can't sing. It's You have to be comfortable to sing in front of people. And usually you don't do it unless it's people you're very comfortable with. Like it, it felt to me like the moment where Jalen Hurts finally realized that he, he, everyone here wants him to be the quarterback. Like, he's fully accepted here now. He let his guard down. Here it was. I wouldn't call it the most stellar rendition of, of music I've ever heard, but it was it was really cool. Hurts singing the fight song. Fly, go fly, on the road to Like, he was laughing and having a good time. That's why he kind of trailed off at the end. If you hadn't seen that and we just played it, you would think he collapsed or something. He just stopped singing. Yeah, and that probably was for the best because <laughs> it the, the quality improved once he, he stopped. Yeah, it did. It was it was fun, though. That, that was a good moment for Jalen Hurts. Mark is in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark. How you doing, Joe? Good, Mark. What's on your mind tonight? What are you thinking? Joe, you know I'm an NFL historian. Are you aware of that? I, I feel that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and I ranked all 56 Super Bowl winners. And I'm going to tell you this. 
if the Eagles convincingly beat the Chiefs in two weeks, I think they can fall between 10 and maybe 7 all time. Well, that's that to me would qualify in what I'm thinking and talking about. That that puts them in a, in a very upper echelon kind of class here. I'm going to just tell you my top five. I want to hear them. Go ahead. 78 Steelers who won Super Bowl 13, 11 Hall of Famers on that team. Uh, that's the greatest team I've ever seen. I've ever seen. The 84-49ers went 18-1. and one. They beat, killed Marino and the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. They're two. Number three are the 75 Steelers who went 15-2, and two, beat the Cowboys in Super Bowl 10. Number four is the 89-49ers who went 17-2 and two and destroyed the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And then the 85 Bears come in, number five. And the 76 Raiders, who were 16-1 and one and beat the Vikings in Super Bowl eleven. They're my top six teams of all time. I think what you have to look at is how good is the NFL, the entire league. When you go back to the Steelers of the 70s, the Niners of the 80s, the NFL was strong. I mean, you had powerhouses. I don't think you have powerhouses right now. I think you have really good teams, but not powerhouses. The I agree. Were, yeah, and, and Mark, the Bears, that's obviously the Bears a product of power. the yeah. It's product of the way the league changed, right? The salary cap. But what's interesting, Mark, is you went through that. I was just writing down the the years. So, just judging by your list, and then obviously, the, the, however you slotted them after that. The Eagles have a chance, if they do what you said and win convincingly over the Chiefs, to be right there as one one of, if not the greatest team in the salary cap era, because you don't have anyone from 94 on. Well, my next team, Patriots. My next team number seven was the 04 Patriots. Right. They were 17-2, then the 92 Cowboys, the 94 49ers, and then number 10, the 79 Steelers. So you're right. There's only two teams here, salary cap, the 94 49ers, 16 and 3. The 92 Cowboys were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They were 16 and 3. But I do think this team can be somewhere between 10 and 7 if they, if they really put it on Kansas City. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have the 17 Eagle team coming in at number 21 all time. That team was 16 and 3. But, you know, there, there are some great. Football teams, oh, man. of course. I, I mean, mean, you kind of forget as the years go on how great teams are, and then you got to go back and like, wow, they they dominated and, and, some yeah. teams. And you have to look at the error. You have to look right. at the error. You know, the, you go to the seventies, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Cowboys. Those teams were awesome. Uh, the eighties, the Niners, the Bears, the Giants, the Redskins. Those teams were unbelievable. So, you know, do, is football as good right now as it was then selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And as a whole, I don't think it is. Yeah, um, and I, Mark, I tend to agree with you on that, right? There's the, the top teams aren't as great. I almost wonder as if as time goes on, if we'll we'll kind of separate it between the salary cap era and the pre like when we talk about these rankings, because like how could anyone compare to those Steelers teams or some of those Cowboys teams? They had everybody because the league was everybody. just different. Yeah, but what makes this Eagle team so good is they're so balanced. Mm-hmm. They are so balanced on both sides of the ball. I don't see how Kansas City can beat them. I really don't. Um, if the Eagles, you know, play it simple, play to their strengths, run the ball, um, you know, take what they're given in the passing game and do what they can do on defense like they've been doing. I don't – and Mahomes, not being, I just still don't think he's going to be mobile. Do you think he's going to be more mobile in two weeks? Maybe a little bit, but I don't think he's going to run much. Like maybe he can move around the pocket a little bit better, but I I doubt it. I mean, I I, I mean, that's a, that's a six week injury he has. Yeah, and and they don't have the the receivers they've had in the past. Um, I know Kelsey's tough, but I I think the Eagles are so balanced. I think they can win this game easily. I really do. Well, man, that would be amazing, Mark. Mark Caprice, I mean, if they do that, then everyone's going to put him in the list. So how about that? Mark, our NFL historian, has the uh, he has his whole list written out. I've never wrote a list like that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I like lists, but I've never gone that deep into it. I do wonder as years go on if we will separate. Like, we'll look at the post super. Like, because now we're at, we're at basically 30 years of the salary cap. If we'll start to separate. Almost like, you know, people talk about like pre-integration baseball or pre-expansion baseball. It's a kind of similar time period, late 40s with Jackie Roberts coming in and then expansion in the early 60s. Like sometimes those lists are like pre-expansion, post-expansion, pre-Jack, like all that. I, I wonder if the salary cap will change it because I just, I don't know how any team now talent-wise could compete with the teams before the salary cap. It just wasn't fair. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned the 78 Steelers had 11 Hall of Famers. There's no way you could afford that. Right. I mean, yeah. It, Unless you draft 11 like in one year and you all have them on rookie contracts. Yeah, it just, it's it's different now. It, it's a different game. 215-592-9494. We'll come back your phone calls here. Agree or disagree? I, I already put the Eagles on, a, on a, a pedestal where I believe we're watching an all-time great team, one of the great teams in NFL history. Are you there or do you need to see them finish it first? with a championship. We'll take your phone calls and we got a player for you. We get the official I was wrong 
from Chris Sims on his podcast. We'll hear that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code Gilio so you can bet the Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. Money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown. Look, I got, I like a lot here. Props I like, um, but man, you can still get Hassan Reddick 30-40-1 to 1 to win the MVP. If he plays the way he has in this postseason, he can absolutely win the MVP. All on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid uh, your winnings instantly. I really like the FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Uh, join FanDuel today with promo code Gilio to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gilio with you. Tucker Bagless behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night as we look forward to Super Bowl 57. My belief we're watching an all-time great Eagles team, all-time great NFL team, uh, obviously. I mean, this has already become one of the great Eagles teams of all time. That, that's that been clear for a long time. But I believe we're watching an all-time great NFL team. One of our last callers, an NFL historian, and uh, I take his word for it. He always comes off very knowledgeable to me. He um, he has, you know, he ranked top top Super Bowl winners ever, right? All 56, and he thinks of this Eagles team as a big game next week, and there could be a top seven to ten team ever. Like I, 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 that's how I feel about them. That they're they've put themselves in that mix, and I'm ready to say it right now. They're an all time great team. Are you there, or do you need to see one more, one more vi- big victory in Glendale a couple weeks from now? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Before we get back to the phone lines here, uh, speaking of someone who really needed to see a lot before they changed their opinion. His name is Chris Sims. I said last week, I think it was last week, or yeah, it was right after the Giants game, that it was time to tap out, right? I, mean, I, I can appreciate, I think we all can at WIP, doubling down on a take, just like, screw it. I'm going to say it even stronger this time. But eventually, you just got to tap out. You get When you're wrong, you just say, I'm, I'm out. I, I was wrong on that one. I blew it. Move on. There'll be other quarterbacks to, to debate about. So Chris Sims, I, now, he didn't really, it's like one of those like non-apology apologies. But at least he acknowledged, and he's tapping out of the uh, Hurts isn't that good uh, conversation. Here was Chris Sims on his podcast. You know, hey, I was wrong. Yeah, I, you know, questioned how good he was. His crap, he's definitely a top 10 quarterback in football, what he's doing. He's one of the greatest leaders in the sport. You know, you could tell even right there, it doesn't even seem like he's happy he won the NFC Championship game. He seems like he's still, you know, like chippy and like, I'm going to prove you wrong still more there to it. I love that about him. I do. You know, and again, he's done a great job as far as leading the team, making big plays, running the football, doing that. And then the way they're playing is formulated around his skill set now uh, to where they got something special going here yesterday. What'd you make of the Chris Sims apology? I mean, he uh, my, my real feeling is he's tired of hearing from everyone at Philadelphia who's saying, hey, Chris Sims, you're a dummy. And my feeling is he didn't apologize. He didn't admit he was wrong because you go back and you listen to that. I know he said. I was wrong in the beginning, but then he goes on and says Jalen Hurts is a great leader. Chris Sims never questioned Jalen Hurts' ability as a leader. He goes on to say Jalen Hurts is making big plays in the running game. Chris Sims has never critiqued Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football. He then goes on to say they're doing a great thing with the offense and how it's tailored to his skill set. 
at no point did Chris Sims said Jalen Hurts is a good passer of the football, which is, to me, the thing that he's gotten the most heat for, right? When last week he said, I would rather take Daniel Jones as a passer of the football over Jalen Hurts. That's what I have an issue with. Yeah, I, and he didn't mention it once in his apology. No, the, the the furthest he was willing to go was he's a top ten quarterback, which I, I mean that that feels like a a pretty easy bar that he crossed this year, right? If you don't think he played like a top ten quarterback this year, I don't know what sport you were watching. Now, if you want it, but it, so you think he even wanted he think it, you think that was a little hedge too because you can make a case he was certainly top two, three, or four, or you could just say right now he's top five and and not characterize it. He didn't he didn't go beyond ten. Also, in a year where quarterback play, I think, has been down across the league, top 10 isn't that well, isn't that great, right? right? Like, how many quarterbacks had good seasons? Yeah, I mean, I would say based on this one year, Jared Goff had a top 10 quarterback season. I mean, look who's in the Pro Bowl right now. Tyler Huntley played, like, five games, and he's now in the Pro Bowl. He's been playing flag football this week. All right, official ruling, we still hate Chris Sims? Yeah. Okay, We never and we never decided what we were doing with Marash, Bonta Hill, and uh, Joe Shasky. They banned? I think all four of them are banned from the evening show. All right, that's it. The next time Joe or Bonta or Sean Marash, we're not inviting them on anymore, so they're out. I mean, and, you only have a couple more weeks here. Yeah, well, okay. But, not, but we don't have to carry this to the day- daytime. I don't know how, how you feel about all this. But uh, the other thing is Chris Sims officially banned. I wonder how many times he's ignored messages from various producers and or hosts at WIP over the last two years. Oh, I'm sure he like just rolls his eyes and hits the block button and moves on with his day. <laughs> I'm sure when that list came out two years ago and Kellen Mond was ahead of him, I'm sure he's like, oh, these people just want to scream at me. I am not doing that. He's a dope. Steve is in Egg Harbor Township. Hey, Steve. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, as far as the winers in New York and San Fran, they were there. They just, we just dismantled and destroyed their team. They were, they want to be where we are on top, and that's pretty much what we are right now. To be considered as the, one of the all-time greats, we, you got to win the Super Bowl. It's like when Golden State won 72 or 73 games, you can't consider them an all-time great team. They didn't win the final that year. So, I mean, you, we have to win it to be considered. Um, I, I think we're going to absolutely – we could absolutely destroy Kansas City. We got the offensive line and defensive lines to do it. We had the defensive player of the year, in my opinion, who's – Outplayed Mika Parsons. He's outplayed Bosa, and he's going to outplay Chris Jones in the Super Bowl. And this guy is out to prove a point that uh, he was disrespected and neglected. And I think he's done that in the first two games of the playoffs. Well, he's been amazing, Steve. I mean, he's right now he's unblockable. I mean, he's as good as a pat. I think right now, you know, you know, Parsons obviously covers guys and he does some different things, but just pure pass rusher. I, I would say he's the number one pass rusher in the NFL right now. No doubt about it. Um, there's one, a couple of other things that I want to say. Um, I just can't see how Kansas City can stop us. And I believe if Gannon comes up with a, a, a situation to take Kelsey out of the game, we can methodically destroy this team with our offensive and defensive lines. And I just want to say one thing about Andy Reid. I mean, I'm glad that they made it. Um, if it wasn't for some bad calls and that horrible penalty at the end, they probably wouldn't be here playing us. But if we're going to lose – I'd rather lose to Andy Reid because I don't care what anybody says. Since 1998 when he got here, we've been one of the best franchises in football, and he showed how you build a football team from the defensive lines to the offensive lines, and we've still maintained that through Howie, through all these years later, past the Andy Reid things, and he's still got some imprints on his team. So if we're going to lose, I'd rather lose to him. Yeah, and I get that, Steve, and I appreciate it. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not thinking about that yet, the idea of losing to Reid. 
but yeah, I mean, Andy Reid is is an all time coach, and he's you know the most accomplished coach you know in terms of of length of career and wins in Eagles history and all those titles. Like Andy Reid was an incredible Eagles coach. I mean, we don't have to pretend he wasn't because because Eagles are going against him now. And as far as man, this is like five or six calls tonight with the idea and like the tone of they're going to blow the Chiefs out. And maybe they will. Maybe this becomes Seahawks-Broncos. Remember how good that Broncos offense was? That was the year Peyton Manning threw for like 5,500 yards. And they just blew the doors off him. And I I don't think it's – I'd be surprised. I wouldn't say I'd be shocked or completely floored if the Eagles' run game is unstoppable and they just have a pass rush that just gets to Mahomes a couple times and flips the game. So it's it's certainly like there's a path to that. I tend to think it's more like Eagles and Patriots five years ago where the Eagles are better top to bottom with the roster, but that quarterback on the other side might make this game close. Yeah, I mean, I just I can't count out Patrick Mahomes, right? The same way you couldn't count out Brady five years ago, really any year. But I, I look at this game, and unless Patrick Mahomes plays like an alien, which he does quite often and did last week, I, I just don't see – any route the the Chiefs have to victory, I really don't. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball. I don't. Not that any Reed necessarily likes to run the ball. And then defensively, I, I just unless Chris Jones wrecks the game, I don't see how they can stop them. They don't have the cornerbacks to match up with the wide receivers. They struggle against the run. They're like seventeenth or eighteenth in yards per attempt mm-hmm. against defensively. I think the big matchup of the game and the one that I've kind of circled in pencil right now is Landon Dickerson against Chris Jones. Well, jo- Jones actually, in terms of just getting you know pressure on the quarterback, I mean, it's their toughest matchup inside all year. They he had s- ten pressures on Sunday against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, they haven't really seen any. Have they seen a defensive tie? I know Dexter Lawrence had a really good year, but he's quicker than Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is more of a power player to me. And Dexter like, Lawrence lines up more at nose tackle. Nose tackle. Yeah. Chris Jones will line up over the left guard. He'll he'll play end too. Like he'll be matched up against my lotta quite a bit too. Yeah, I mean he's more just like stylistically a Warren Sapp uh, the, the way he plays the game. I mean Dexter Lawrence is just a, a gigantic. But they, they haven't placed played anyone this year that good or like like him. No, and they've done well against premier edge rushers like Micah Parsons, right. like Nick Bosa. If they're going to win on on next Sunday, it's going to come down to their ability to keep Jalen Hurts clean. Yeah, and and you know clearly with Hurts and and his ability to run and handle the pressure. I mean, I thought he handled the pressure yesterday well enough, or two days ago. Um, he didn't take many sacks. He when he scrambled, it wasn't always positive, but like it wasn't like losses, like five or six yard losses. Like I, I just thought on Sunday, it was pretty clear early his accuracy wasn't where it needed to be, but. He did. He just played smart. I mean, he he took care of the football in a game where it was pretty obvious early. Don't turn the football over, and they're not going to be able to score enough to beat us. And and they they did that. They did what they had to do. Mike is in Morrison. Hey, Mike. Yo, Joe. How we doing, man? Good, Mike. What's up? Uh, so first, I want to tell you a cool factoid uh, about Devontae Smith. So if he wins the Super Bowl, uh, I'm just saying if because I I'm just been nervous. And I've been nervous like for every game. Um, but if he wins, he would be one of four players to have a Heisman, a national championship, and um, a Super Bowl. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and the, and those other guys, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but there's he would be in some elite company. Well, I mean, just think about it. I mean, it, most most Heisman winners don't go on, to, or at least in the past, haven't gone on to these great, great, great college, I mean, NFL careers. It's kind of been a weird thing where you win the Heisman, then you don't have a great NFL career. But obviously, 
um, you know, he he's on the path to a, just an amazing football career. Yeah, um, and then the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, and th- this is pretty much it, but uh, I'm livid at those announcers um, in, large, sorry, um, in large part because um, they really just have so many misconceptions about the fans. I went to McGillan um, in the city for the game, mm-hmm. and this guy was wearing plain clothes. The only 49ers fans in that bar – I didn't say a word to them except for, like, I'm not going to stand near you guys because I don't want to catch any of the crossfire. Um, but this guy in plain clothes came up to me and said, oh, why aren't you giving those guys a hard time? Beat them up. Do something. And then he reveals to me, he's like, oh, but I'm a 49ers fan. I'm on my way to the game. And I was just like – and he was saying how great, like, it is to see how much that uh, some of the fans are passionate and not jerks. And then I was also in the bar, and I met these two women from Indianapolis and one was from Fort Worth, Texas, and they said they came for the experience, and they said there was nothing like it and how passionate we are and how great we are. And it makes me sick that all these people, analysts, whatever have you, it's like we have a chip on our shoulder, and it's because people make us out to be these villains and just animals. And in actuality, we're just some of the best passionate fans in the world. Well, Mike, you're right. And and, he, and here's what bothers me about it, Mike, and I appreciate your phone call. And, and uh, you're right. Um I just think if you put yourself in a situation, if you're willing to go to an event where it's 70,000 people, let's say, I don't know, 25,000 are inebriated, like, don't you just know you're going to run into some belligerent people? Like, is this about the city of Philadelphia or is it just it's a sporting event? Like, you, if you go to anything with a lot of people, there's going to be some people, like like when we were playing that earlier and, and, you know, whatever, they poured a beer on them or whatever. I don't condone that. That, you just, that, that person's an idiot. But, like, when you get yelled at, yeah, you came into an opposing stadium wearing your jersey, your colors, you're cheering, which is your right. You bought the ticket. You bought the plane ride, whatever. But, like, do you expect no one to, like, scream at you and, and say, you know, whatever they say? Like, you ex- you have to be naive to expect that. It's not I just, I don't know. It's almost like inviting it. Yes. Like, if I told you, hey, if you go in that cave, there's a line in there, and you come back and your face is ripped off, I- I'm not going to feel bad for you. But you walked into the lion's cave. And also... Didn't San Francisco Giants fans, like, stab a Dodgers fan outside of their stadium a couple years ago? That's what I mean. Like, I think every single stadium, the more you pack it with 50 or 75,000 people, you're going to have incidents. I'm telling you, there's not one stadium in in professional sports that hasn't had an incident. And this wasn't even that, right? We're not talking about anything awful that happened. No one got— No, I mean, like, it's embarrassing, and I obviously wouldn't want that for those people. But I think everyone got home safe and okay. Yeah. I also, I just don't understand the idea of going on going on your radio show and complaining about it. Like, I, I also can we talk about wearing jerseys on your radio show? Like, how sad is that? Oh, were they wearing? I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw in some of their videos they were like wearing Brock Purdy jerseys. Brock Purdy, what? I don't know if it was Brock Purdy. I'm going to say those, th- but, th- those are made custom. <laughs> but I just like who wears it? Like, do you own an Eagles jersey? I don't. I don't own any. any You're an jersey. adult. You don't own an Eagles jersey. I don't own any jerseys. Do you have any jerseys? You have basketball. Uh, right? I have a couple Sixers jerseys. Tucker. No, I've been trying. Like they don't make them, well, he and doesn't... you get one custom, but like that feels weird. It kind of ruins the point. I know, but there's a, they have a starter named Tucker. Yeah, but like if you go to the stadium, and trust me, I've asked, and my girlfriend went like around Christmas time and yeah. asked, and they're like, "Oh, if you go to the custom thing, we can make it for you." Do you but think... that that doesn't it kind of ruins the the effect. As just an aside, do you think they don't make his jerseys because he doesn't literally, literally doesn't score? One hundred percent. But like, if you go on Fanatics, you can find right. Heat Tucker jerseys. You can find Bucks Tucker jerseys. 
Just not the Sixers. Yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I don't you have a jersey. You get Daniel House jerseys, but not P.J. Tucker. I don't have a jersey. Um, I think if I did, it'd be pretty rare that I wore it in here for a show. I think it's weird to wear jerseys of people younger than you. Which I'm at the point now where almost all players are younger than Which me. is why, like, I have, like, an Allen Iverson jersey. Like, a, um, old school. Yeah, or, like, Dr. J or something. Yeah, I think if I ever got one or my family ever got one, I would, uh, Nick Foles would probably be the one I want. I like Nick. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, I just like, think it's weird to wear jerseys of people who are younger than you. Yeah, I get it. Um, and it, look, if people out there have, I mean, I was in the parking lot the other day. A lot of people have jerseys. I, I, I don't frown upon that. But the bottom line is, also, do, have you ever seen anyone here wear their jersey while they're no, on the that's air? No, thing. Like, it's just, it feels weirdly unprofessional. Like, how can you be objective and how can you talk about the, the team that you're paid to cover if you're wearing another man's name on your back. Well, yeah, I mean, like, look, we all Imagine want... Ray Dinger going to do Eagles post-game live <laughs> no. with a Jalen Hurts jersey on. No, and look, we all, we want these guys to do well, but also, like, we, we talk about their flaws, too, right? Wouldn't it be weird if, like, yeah, I mean, I know, he can't block. He stinks, and I'm wearing his jersey? Or, like, it, it's bizarre. I mean, what the bottom line is, those guys complaining were dopey. And the guy up in New York, I mean, I just... I don't even understand what he's upset about. Why would you be upset that people are celebrating? It was just, that was. It, I think you're right. It was it was jealousy. He's just sad his Giants lost to the Eagles. That's what that was. Yeah, I just th- it, like both times the Eagles were clearly the better team, but both fan bases find a need to nitpick and complain and say it was unfair. Yeah. By the way, the three other guys it was Dors- Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, Charles Woodson, Heisman, national title, Super Bowl. So Devontae Smith, three could- Hall of Famers. Devontae, he could be number four, at least on this list. That's, that's a pretty ex- – and, and his second year in the NFL, Jim is in Washington Township. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you? Good, Jim. What are you thinking tonight? All right, so this makes sense in my head. I don't know how it's going to come off on the radio. I feel that way but... every night, so no worries. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I, like, when we're talking about, like, athletes of the past, like, I mean, wouldn't we, couldn't we say that Alexander Ovechkin's probably a better goal scorer than Mary, or Wayne Gretzky? And you you say it like why? Because the athletes are better now, like type of thing. Of course, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fault Wayne Gretzky for playing in the era he did. Obviously. Right, right. But I'm saying like, I think back then, the, the just the athletes besides everything, the padding was smaller back then. It was easier to score. So for that guy to say like the Eagles aren't an all time team, like the, the '70s Steelers, whatever he was talking about, the Steelers, the Cowboys, like how can you say that? Because the athletes today are better than they were back then. Yeah, Jim, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, this I'll do the same thing as you. This may sound crazy, but I think you'll understand. Like, if Babe Ruth faced Jose Alvarado, Alvarado would strike him out on three pitches. Like, he never that's saw exactly, he never saw velocity like that. It was 100 years ago. No one could throw 103 miles an hour. Yeah, that's the exact point I made to your producer. I think Babe Ruth would strike out to probably a college pitcher. Right, like he just never saw velocity like that exists now. Like, it's just different. Yeah, so to call Babe Ruth the greatest player of all time is, I mean, there has to be a little bit of an asterisk next to that. Right, it's almost like you you acknowledge that he was the best of his era, and then you try to try to kind of parse that with the best of the eras we have now. I think that's the, the, only, the only fair way to do it. Right, right. And like I said, it, just, it was just kind of a dumb point I wanted to make. Like, obviously, there's a lot more things afforded to the kids. Like, my son's better at soccer than I am because they have year-round training and way better trainers than we had when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. So, no, you're right. And, and, Jim, man, I preached the phone call. It's a good point. I mean, yeah, if we're talking about athlete for athlete, all the teams now are better. I mean, they just are. You ever go back and watch the footage of, of the game? It was They were so slow. And I'm sure in the moment they weren't slow, right? They were top athletes at the time. But 
compared to now. Like, could you imagine just pick a random good corner from 1960? Could you imagine like the guy the guy would just shiver trying to cover AJ Brown? No way. My favorite is when you look at like offensive linemen from that time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the Eagles left guard in 1956 was 5'8", 170 pounds. My size. Like, he would get eaten alive today. And I do think there are some athletes who could trans. Like, if you gave Jim Brown modern technology and everything, or like Michael Jordan, I think they'd be able to figure it out and they'd be okay. Sure. But there is a point there. Like, I think things have progressed to the point, and especially in football, I think things progressed so quickly. You watch a game from 20 years ago, it looks completely different. Like, I went back and I watched that Eagles-Tampa Bay game. Offense is so bad. Like, I know Andy Reid was an offensive guru. You go watch the Eagles' offense, it just looks so sloppy, well, so messy. And that game was Gruden against Reid, two of the probably most respected offensive minds in the last 30 years. No one can move the ball. No, it's just it's ugly to watch. It's just it's funny because compared to today, I know those offenses were great back then, but today I just you would watch it and scratch your head and go, how is this an NFL team? Yeah, I mean, I bet if we go back and look at the yards in that game, I would imagine the Eagles this past Sunday, and we all would acknowledge they didn't move the ball very well, right? They got they got stymied on Sunday. It was it was tough. It was a slog, and I imagine their their yards and certainly their points on Sunday way more than a lot of those t- teams back then. I mean, it's just the game has changed so much. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop board on the other side. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, will join us. What is he seeing about this matchup? Could the Eagles win in a runaway? And is this Eagles team in the mix to be an all-time great team? Will they be remembered that way? We'll discuss it with uh, Brad coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.